Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. I am your host Laurie Brooke and together we will get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors. Today I am joined by Helen Pope. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a developmental digital coach. I work with clients uh, to uncover constructs of their personality and I'm here today to talk about relationships. Helen is an integral development coach who works with clients to gain greater clarity on their personality structures in order for them to gain greater flexibility and choice in their thinking processes. Helen has trained with leading coaches in the developmental coaching industry and continues to develop and grow within herself to provide leading edge services to clients in her mission to assist in the growth of humanity. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Talks. I am joined today by Helen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Laurie. You're very, very welcome. I'm curious, what is your story that, you know, kind of has you sitting here in front of me today ready to talk about relationships? Um, I guess for me, um, the ultimate relationship is one with self. And um, given my uh, unique upbringing, so I was um, born out of an affair, um, and so this need and drive um, to feel like I'm good enough in the face of um, for my father to acknowledge me, which didn't happen, has affected my relationships both, um, with men and, and in general in this need to be liked and wanted and desired. And so the work around the relationship element really for me is actually my relationship with myself and learning to have a relationship within myself so that therefore this drive and need to belong around others um, doesn't have me as such and that I can just form the connections as they are um, rather than in, in some ways attempting to control them and, and, and to develop them so that I'm wanted and desired. Yeah. How long or I suppose what got you to that point though to realise that that is what you needed to do was to create that solid relationship with yourself? Um, the universe forced me a fair bit. Um, I had uh, several relationships. Um, I In the past, I tended to relationship hop and basically believed whatever relationship came my way was all that I deserved and what I need um, and served me. And then I ended up becoming, through doing some personal development work, um, realised the relationship I was in wasn't serving me. And so... Um, ended that not realizing that it would take me on a journey of being single for probably eight years or so um or maybe not quite that long but um yeah and then really starting to focus on myself and becoming happier within myself in the relationship and um i then ended up forming in another relationship um not last year the year before um in 2021 and all having believed that I'd worked through those issues and then seeing the same patterns actually arising in my drive to be part of the relationship and make it work, I forgot about my own needs and my own self um, and focused solely on the relationship and ignoring um, the issues that were around that relationship, not necessarily him, but in, in, that, in the face of that and my contribution to that. Um, and then that ended rather suddenly, which um, was a real big shock for me um, in that space. And I was actually a bit of a catalyst for it ending. Um, and so having done the, the work um, and coaching work previous to that, um, I realised in that moment um, of 
in this space, I, I, when we broke up, I was like, well, there is no failure, there is only feedback. And so I really looked at what was going on for me and really dug deeply into my own self of how I contributed to that relationship breakdown and how I contributed to that relationship in, in the face that it was, um, rather than doing um, what I'd done in the past is go, this is your fault, this is what you, you know, you've contributed to this, but really looking at the actions and going, okay, that's a behaviour I didn't like, but yet I accepted it. And then how, what, you know, what was the re meanings behind that? So it, it's really, yeah, focusing on, on those elements and focusing on myself and my needs and how that showed up in, in the face of relationships. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a slow work. It's an ongoing work as well. So, yes. It is. And I know from the work that you do now that it is very much looking at the patterns of behaviour that people have and looking at how we can change our responses so that we're not falling back into the same patterns. But that has been a journey in and of itself to get you to there, to get you to be doing that work. What started you on your personal development journey? Well, um, if we go right back um, to probably, I couldn't tell you what year, maybe maybe nine, ten years ago now, probably ten years ago, I had um, somebody that I had feelings, had had feelings for for quite a number of years and developed and and I had this belief that at some point in the future we would end up being together. And then um, he ended up telling me um, in his words that he had basically manipulated me for the for the things that would be on again, off again. And because my, what we call my map of reality in my brain didn't line up with that, I was just crushed. And then my girlfriend took me to, she's like, I've got somebody to see. And she, she'd suffered a loss as well. And so I started doing energy work and kind of going and having some energy sessions to really start to shift those things which worked a little bit on reframing and, and progressing through those elements and then through that work i became more in in a line with um and aware of who i was was and what i wanted to be and then from there i ended up um finding um an nlp course neuro-linguistic programming course which started to dive into, which went a little bit deeper than just NLP, but talked about um, integral theory work. And so through that, um, I've done a lot of courses through them, um, went through the Enneagram and done just continuous personal development. And it's it's sort of become a bit of an addiction in some ways now. <laughs> um, it's, I've, I've started down the rabbit hole and I know that the, it's a never ending rabbit hole um but i i feel yeah just keep going back there are times that it's like oh i'd love to be asleep again um but yeah i just keep getting drawn into it and so the more i i do it and the more fascinated and i love understanding how people work and operate and i and that's something i've always been interested in doing is understanding people and i guess i was doing that in my way to ensure that i could learn for people to like me based on my own belief structures so part of that that enjoyment of just like learning how people operate and how people tick and, and, and work in that space. And a lot of it is doing the work on yourself. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. So tell me in terms of the work that you're doing now, what do you think people need to know or to understand when it comes to creating healthy and loving relationships? Um, I think probably one of the biggest things to understand is that 
when you're in relationship to someone, you're actually only, you're really seeing them through your own eyes. It's not actually who they are um, in reality. You're seeing them is, as your map of reality. So if there's a behavior or something that you're not liking, it's a, in some ways a reflection back on something that you don't like about yourself um, because everyone's a mirror. And then it's also on that flip side of what you love about them and what you care about them. And, and to understand that we're not separate, but we're, we're the same essentially, but we just have a different lens on reality. And so people aren't going to see things the exact same way as you and every, you know, even siblings who've grown up in the same space have different outlooks on life and perceptions because it's really based on how we've created our perceptions in mind. And so that's the biggest key, I think, is understanding that we create the relationships in our mind of how they are and that's different from our partners and to to work with each other to understand their perceptions and their perspective on how they perceive the relationship how they perceive the world and the more you can understand that the more you can then relate to them and have a greater understanding even if you don't necessarily agree with that perception yeah it's such an interesting um concept isn't it to start to realize how you can be in the same situation having the same conversation and walk away with two very different meanings and experiences of what had just occurred when you've got a situation though where you've got people who are at conflict because of what they've experienced because they've taken away those those different um, experiences and viewpoints how do they use that knowledge to overcome that conflict um, one of the, a really great tool that, um, I've, I've learned and that I, I utilize is, is actually going into different perspectives. So you have your perspective, um, in first person of the experience of, um, something happened, um, that this person may or may not have done or that you may have done. And then it's really good if then you move from that perspective and really place yourself in the other person's shoes not viewing it as what's happened, but really taking them on, taking on <clears throat> the beliefs and values that you know that they have in their, in their surroundings and how they might perceive the situation, not how you would perceive the situation in their shoes, but how they would perceive it. And that's really second person um, perspective and, and taking that viewpoint and analyzing it and questioning what's going on for them in that space. And then, stepping out of the second person and really going into third person perspective, which is really looking at the dynamics between the two um, first person, second person relationship and looking as though you're a fly on a wall or as you're a friend outside hearing both sides of the scenario and seeing things from that, that perspective and then doing another perspective, which is really deep. And if you can get to this, this can really shift and change is looking at things from a, what's called a fourth person perspective. And that's looking at things from a systems perspective. So how's the dynamic of this potential conflict affecting perhaps um, a work environment if you're working together or the dynamic of um, the, the finances or the thing, and then just really seeing how that might be impacting and then being able to come back and look at from all those perspectives where things are at. And then just by having that awareness of, of those things can really shift the mindset out of that, oh, I'm right, I'm, they're wrong or vice versa or how it's scenario and just to give that perspective so that you can 
then perhaps start to work through through whatever the issues are and and yeah in that conflict and each being able to do that gets that greater awareness for the individuals which is what it's all about and it's very much in terms of well what i heard you say then was by changing those different perspectives you're also removing the ego from it you're removing that ego of i'm right you're wrong the pride element of it all and really trying to look at the issue as if it's something out there on the table and how can we yeah it's it's taking the the subjective and sort of objectifying it into the sense of like it's in and taking away the emotional elements to it as well and really just putting it out there and and taking it from the space of rather than i'm really hurt so i'm going to lash out and behave in this way um is like okay so this is the scenario and this is how this might be happening in that perception and that and that's really important and then that what that helps do is then <clears throat> provide a bit more of a space to be able to have those conversations um where you can be more like from my perspective i'm feeling that this is this is what's caused this element which has then caused me to feel this particular way in the face of rather than saying you made me feel this it's like because of this action and i understand because of uh, my past relationship this is where i have pulled this from and being able to kind of objectify the scenario it opens the space for um, a much more um productive conversation and and that and and having that openness and honesty with the partner in what they need in that moment um is, is very helpful as well in, in some situations some people might need space and time to process other people want to solve it right away and by being open and honest and being respectful of those needs of the other person being able to come up with those compromises in those spaces and, and what's needed um, and, and looking at it from a singular need um, and the other person's need and a whole relationship need as well how have you found this work um, has impacted your relationships? Um, for me, in more of a friendship space, I guess, because that's the main element and, and looking at it um, from different relationships is I can see when I feel, say, triggered or when something arises within me, I can I take ownership of that and can kind of go, okay, I'm feeling this way. That's not necessarily how they are attempting to make me feel or what they're doing. This is just where they're at. It helps me also to kind of see they can't necessarily see how that behaviour might be affecting me um, and what what other elements. Um, On on one element, what I did do um, with my last relationship is I attempted, he was not very... um, what's the right word to explain it? He hadn't done any personal development work within himself, really. Um, I think there was a, a desire to, but he, had, he hadn't done any of the work compared to what I had done. And in that sense, I was trying to draw that out of him. And then he wasn't ready or prepared or had the, had the awareness to do that, which was caused some of the issues as, as well. And then I took in some ways, I took too much ownership on this isn't working, this is all my own stuff, rather than taking those other perspectives and going, okay, this is where he's at. And so therefore he's not going to be ready. And, and yeah, and the self-reflection's a big one. Um, 
but yeah, it's just given me a bit more time, space to be able to pull back and go, okay, that's not, I know that's not what their intentions are or how they're perceiving it. This is just what's coming up for me. And I can see that that's where that's at. And so then it, it gives me that space to be able to respond potentially differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It gives me more choice in that, in, in my response to others. So when you find that you are being triggered, how do you, I suppose, um, take that pause to make sure that you're responding and not reacting? Um, in the moment, sometimes at, at times it, it doesn't always work if it's face to face in that moment. And, um, there's a full acknowledgement that there's, a, it's a work in progress and it takes time. It takes practice. Um, it's, it's really seeing it as it arises and acknowledging. So for an, an example was even today, I was doing a talk and I'd left all my notes at home and I went to go and talk and I just ended up freezing for a period and I felt all the nerves and all the things that I would normally feel that would set me completely off. And I saw them and I was able to recognize and go, okay, that's those. And so I just went, okay, I need to stop and pause. And then I got a bit lost and then someone gave me encouragement and I went off on a different tangent. And then because of that space, I was able to pause and acknowledge that, okay, I can sense what's going on in my body and and to be able to do that. And it does take practice and sometimes it takes self-reflective. So I might react and yell and carry on potentially in a scenario or react in a way or be yeah upset, sad, happy, glad um, in that moment. But then on the reflection, I can go, okay, I can see how I, I did that. And just by seeing it post, it then helps practice to, to see it more in, in the moment, the more and more you practice. With things like messages, um, I had a, a message from somebody earlier um, and I could see that they were attempting to help, but because of my frame of mind, I was like, felt that they were telling me what to do. And I was just like, okay, I can see that that's that space. And so I haven't bothered to respond. Previously, I would be like, I need to respond straight away. Otherwise they're gonna believe this, but it's like, no, I'm just gonna give myself the space because I can see that that's a trigger within myself and that's not how they're intending on doing it. And I don't need to respond until I feel ready to do that. So it's, yeah, it's the practice and it's just learning to recognize as those things are coming up. And that takes time, um, really. It it's it's really what it is. It? <laughs> yeah, I, it's I not. It's an not an instantaneous thing. fix. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm aware that I have run this pattern um, now, so now I can fix that, and now it's going to be perfect. It's this constant. Oh, there's the pattern again. Oh, there's the pattern. Oh, that's right. I was playing that pattern out then, and just and and setting the intention to be aware of it. And the more you set the intention to be aware of it the more it will become more habituated to be able to see it sooner and sooner until you do have that space within your in within your mind and that thought to go, I can see that starting to come up now. Okay, let's just, how do I want to react? I, do I want to react as I am right now or do I want to pause? And it's just, it's about giving yourself that choice. Yeah, yeah. And I think forgiving yourself, um, I say that word, but also just loving yourself through it when you do, make a mistake or when you don't respond the way that you wished you had in hindsight um, yes. and going, you know what, I can do better next time. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real acceptance, taking the space to take that, to be the acceptance. And, and that's where that saying that I, I really love is there is no failure. There is only feedback is great. 
because oh i reacted that way that's not a failure that's now i can now i've actually seen it and i can see the pattern it's it's showing that to me again um and and the other element is is there's this element of yes loving oneself which can be really hard to do in certain moments for a lot of people who will beat themselves up about it so the other intention that i really like the idea of setting is set the intention to love yourself more because you might not feel like you can love yourself but you've got the intention to love yourself therefore it's going to manifest more rather than trying to resist it as well yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on the show i've had a really lovely time chatting with you today awesome thank you thank you so much for having me that's okay thank you so much helen and thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of relationship talks if you can i would love for you to jump on and leave a review and whilst you are at it don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel please join me again next week when we get to take a look behind closed doors at someone else's relationship but until then i am your host laurie brooke and remember the choice is yours so make today and the week the very best it can be